Welcome back to the Spirits Guy podcast. I am Rich, your guide to the intoxicating world of spirits, books, movies, music, and anything else that's really just sort of spiritual to me. And, and they're things that I feel connect us as humans. And this is TNT Thursday Night Tastings, a little something to get you primed up for the weekend. And I don't know that I've been more excited to do a TNT Thursday night tasting than I am for this one right here uh, for a multitude of reasons. First off, right out of the gate, I'm going to tell you, I don't have mash bills on any of this. Um, I What I'm about to taste uh, just is kind of a cool story to me, and it shows sort of these, these weird, you know, connections uh, and circumstances that kind of lead us to discovering certain things. Um, you know, I, I've always said kind of life is just a series of moments strung out over time, connected by circumstances. And that's really what we have here. And to kind of start the story of how these bottles came into my sort of awareness in, in, in my possession, ultimately, um, I mentioned it earlier on Monday. And by the way, this is the only Thursday night tasting that's a continuation of an earlier episode. This really is a continuation of Monday's sort of navigating the box store uh, podcast episode. And yeah, I know I'm, I'm rambling, but there, there's so much that kind of brings me to this moment. So I mentioned it on Monday's podcast that I had uh, gone down and had lunch with Rob Samuels from Maker's Mark, which is going to be the topic of next Monday's podcast. Uh, so when you get ready to listen to that episode, grab yourself a bottle of Maker's, sit down. It's going to be a fun one. And I had invited my friend Peter to come with me to, to this luncheon uh, because nobody I work with was available to come down. And so Peter and I went down and we had this luncheon and we got to meet Rob. And on the way back, you know, Peter said, hey, can we you know, stop in Natick. I'm looking for a bottle of this particular whiskey at Total Wine. And so we went in and we were looking for a second bottle to get that 10% spirits direct discount. And I was kind of scanning the bottles uh, to get one for myself. And the first thing that caught me about this label was it looked kind of like a knockoff High West Yippie Kaye label. And I thought like, well, it's kind of a cool label, but if it's a knockoff, that's kind of cheesy. And so I I saw the these two rye under the brand name Triple R. And one is just a straight rye. And then the one that I have in front of me is a rye whiskey finished in Zinfandel barrels. And then I was kind of scanning the aisle a little bit further down. And I found uh, a bottle under the brand Graystown. But the labels were exactly the same. Um, I mean, not exactly the same. Obviously, they had different names, uh, but they both have a bore on them. On the rye, uh, there's a looks like a, a logger kind of chasing a boar. And then on the Gracetown, it looks like there's a cowboy riding a boar. So there's definitely a continuity in the label. And I couldn't figure out, like, why are they different names? Is this some weird kind of knockoff High West? Well, then I picked the bottle up and I looked on the back because, like I said on Monday's episode, the ways you kind of navigate some of these spirits directs, you know, uh, sort of bottlings is you look for a few things. I'm looking for age statements. You know, uh, that Winchester that I tasted on Monday was just a year old, so I probably wouldn't have bought that. Uh, I look to see where it's distilled. This is distilled in Indiana, both of these bottles that I have in front of me. But then you look a little deeper 
in the words blended and bottled by Graton Distilling Company, uh, Sonoma County, California. And that's when a bell went off for me. And I looked at Peter and I said, this is Graton Distilling. And he said, yeah. And I said, do you know who Graton Distilling is? And he didn't. And, you know, why would he? You know, this is part of some of the knowledge I gained by just sort of being actually in the industry, you know, not only a consumer, but somebody who actually works on the inside. And I happen to know Graton Distilling is the same people who make Redwood Empire. And I know this because, you know, the people who make Redwood Empire also make Benham's Gin, which is named after Derek Benham, who is the guy who owns it. Uh, but all of those products uh, are, are made by Jeff Duckhorn, uh, who is somebody that I, you know, am fortunate enough to have on my phone. And so I sent Jeff Duckhorn a quick text message to say like, hey, Jeff, uh, I found this, the Graton distilling, uh, that kind of threw me uh, and kind of led me to believe that you might have your fingerprints on this. Is this one of your bottlings? So for a lot of reasons, this is like a proud moment for me because, you know, I have a good enough relationship with Jeff Duckhorn uh, that I can actually shoot him a text and be like, hey, is this yours? Uh, that was super cool to me. And he responded almost immediately like, yeah, that's a private label thing that we do. Where did you find that? <laughs> so I had to tell him I found it in a total wine. Um, and then, you know, I texted him back a little while later to tell him that the rye was absolutely fantastic. Uh, so from there, I had that bottle. And then I was kind of curious about the other bottling because the triple R turned out to be so good that I wanted to find uh, the Greystown, which, as luck would have it, was available at the Total Wine closer to my house. And I went out the next day and bought that. So it's kind of a little bit of the backstory there. Uh, Graton Distilling, by the way, if you look on the back of a Redwood Empire bottle, it says, you know, bottled by Redwood Empire. Um, but if you look on the back of the Benham's Gin, it is made by Graton Distilling. So, again, you can have one distillery that makes multiple products. And people go like, how does that work? Well, if you think about it, you have, you know, Blanton's being made at Buffalo Trace. And you have Buffalo Trace being made at Buffalo Trace. And you have Happy Van Winkle being made at Buffalo Trace. But if you look on the labels, they all say that they're, you know, made at different distilleries, despite the fact that they're all the same distillery. And that goes back into sort of the history of bourbon uh, in general, where you could, you know, rent a distillery for a day to make your whiskey or kind of contract it. And for the day that they were producing your whiskey, you could put your sign over the door and it became a totally different distillery for that one day, even though geographically they're all the same distillery. So, man, I've been doing a lot of talking here. Not enough drinking. Uh, so there we go. Uh, I guess I was just so excited for this. And by the way, the Greystown, I haven't tasted yet. There's still cellophane over the cork of this. Uh, I know this will drive Katrina nuts because I'm not prepared, but uh, I'm literally going to open this live as we speak. The first one that I'm tasting, though, this is the Triple R. They make two different Triple R's as far as I can tell. There's a plain rye whiskey, and then this one, which is the rye whiskey finished in Zin barrels. So again, why did I pick it up? 
because I knew my way how to navigate. I knew that it was Graton Distilling. I knew that Jeff Duckhorn had his fingerprints on this. So I knew that the quality and the care into the production of this product, I, I knew sort of the provenance of it. Uh, and that was, you know, enough for me to take a chance, especially at like 30, 35 bucks. I believe it was 35 bucks. And then when you do the two bottles and you get the 10% off of that. So, you know, just over 30 bucks for a bottle of whiskey that has Jeff Duckhorn's fingerprints on it. That's a no brainer to me. So we know from the label that it's distilled in Indiana. We know that it's rye. And if you've tasted enough rye from MGP or Ross and Squibb, you'll be able to tell right out of the gate that this is probably the 95.5 mash bill because it has that big, you know, to me, like rye's kind of fall in one of two spectrums. They're either really kind of like caramel peppercorn or really, really green, like green apple herbs some people say dill pickle sometimes i get that i don't always get it but sometimes like for me it's like that green apple spearmint and green herbs and that's immediately what i get on the nose here and again this is finished in red zin barrels uh red zin is a bold wine that tends to have some spice notes. It also tends to be higher in alcohol uh, because the Zinfandel grape in general just has a higher sugar content, um, just sort of what it is. Uh, and those sugars convert to higher alcohols, um, which is why white Zinfandel, the pink sweet stuff, uh, they just sort of kind of stop the fermentation, leave all those natural sugars behind. And that's why white Zinfandels are really, really sweet. But red Zinfandels can be big and bold, high in alcohol, uh, dry and spicy. All right, here we go. Mm. So good. Again, if you like that big sort of green rye spice, you know, kind of reminiscent of Redwood Empire, um, but with a little bit of, you know, like the Zin kind of just rounds out the edges. It makes this, as much as I hate to use the word, smooth. Um, so there's no rough edges. This is a perfectly harmonious whiskey. Not a ton of flavor from the Zin, but just enough to add some subtle nuances. By the way, uh, on the back label, it states aged at least three years. So it's not the same as Redwood uh, rye. The Redwood Empire rye is aged at least four years. That much I know. Plus, this is a little different because it's aged in Zinfandel barrels. But wow, that is delicious. Well worth every penny. And again, if you're kind of a, a, a spirits geek, a whiskey geek, like I am, and you love Redwood Empire, like I do, this is the kind of stuff that I get excited about to find and discover, um, and just sort of the added bonus that I could text Jeff directly and be like, hey, is this yours? And he was like, yeah. Um, so now, uh, initial cork pop, Gray's Town. Again, this is a private label exclusive for total and this is it's just listed as whiskey finished in port wine barrels um some people out there use that term like 
is it a Burai? I'm here to tell you that Burai is not really a thing. Burai was a name that High West gave to a whiskey that they produced, which was a blend of bourbon and rye, but it's not really an official classification. It's not, it's not really a thing. Uh, it's an American whiskey, which means it could be a blend of bourbon and rye. It could be a four grain, you know, depending on the barrels that were used. Uh, you know, it could be a four grain where there's just not a high enough percentage of corn or rye, you know, in the blend to call it either one. So, you know, I'm assuming that there's going to be some some corn in the mash bill, some wheat, some barley, some rye, uh, and just not a high enough percentage of any of them to be classified as a bourbon or a rye. Now I know Lost Monarch, which most of you guys who know me know is one of my absolute favorite go-to best $35 and under whiskeys from Redwood Empire is a blend typically of 60% of their rye, 40% of their bourbon. Uh, but I don't know what the breakdown is on this. And in the end, I don't really care. It's got Jeff Duckhorn's fingerprints on it. It's bound to be good. So this is an American whiskey finished in port wine barrels both of these whiskeys by the way 90 proof too so again when you're navigating that you know sort of minefield what's the proof point where is it made how old is it right here on the back no age statement on this which tells me that the whiskey the youngest whiskey in this bottle is at least four years old so you're getting a four-year-old whiskey that's 90 proof that's blended and bottled by Graton distilling so Jeff Duckhorn, again, this is a no-brainer. Whiskey finished in port wine barrels. It's not something you see a lot with American whiskeys, by the way. Ooh. Right away in the nose. I'm getting some of that port wine. And I'm going to assume ruby port. Uh, the color on this is nice and dark. There is sort of a like a violet hue to it. Uh, which again leads me to believe that it's probably Ruby port. And I don't know where the port comes from. It could be a California port style wine. It could be port from Portugal. Who knows? Again, I don't care. Jeff Duckhorn blending port barrels, 90 proof, 35 bucks. This is a no brainer all in for me. All right, here we go. Mm. Mm -mm. oh wow wow that is I, I know it's not Lost Monarch but it's got a taste underneath like Lost Monarch but then there's like wow that port comes through Oh, guys, I got to tell you, I, <laughs> as much as I don't want to go sending people to Total Wine, like if you're looking for a good, interesting bottle of whiskey, yeah, head out and grab a bottle of this. Wow. Like there's some great rye spice notes in there. Uh, again, the body of bourbon, very similar to Lost Monarch in that way. But then on the edge, there's all these like, like purple flowers in like blueberry, like purple berries without being sweet, but like those berry notes are there. 
no cocoa, which I sometimes get from like a Ruby port, just all like, uh, you guys know, sometimes I taste in color, like it's all purple around the edges in the most subtle, delicate, beautiful way that just ties this all together. Oh my goodness. I usually don't do this, but uh, that's a double cork pop because I'm refilling my glass. Wow. Is that special? That is delicious. Whew. All right. So I don't have an answer as to why one is labeled Graystown and one is Triple R, but without a doubt, when you put them side by side, they're the same brand. Uh, are they good? Both of them are fantastic. The rye has those big green rye spice notes um, and some nice kind of red fruit subtly around the edges to kind of, uh, like I said, smooth out the round edges. Uh, the Graystown, uh, man, I, I don't want to say it, but it's it's kind of like a Lost Monarch finished in port barrels. Uh, so are they good? Yes, they are outstanding. Um, are they worth the money? For 35 bucks in a day and age where, where the prices of whiskey just keep going up, Derek Benham and Jeff Duckhorn knock this out of the park yet again by just wanting to provide a good quality pour for an affordable, fair price. They have crushed it. Is it worth the money? Every single penny of it. Does the bottle start a conversation? Yeah, I mean, the labels... They grabbed my attention right off the shelf. It forced me to pick it up, which forced me to turn it around, which forced me to learn, wow, this is Redwood Empire. Um, but, you know, make no mistake, this is also not Redwood Empire. Uh, they don't taste exactly the same. They're distinctly different whiskeys, but it's the same pedigree as Redwood Empire. Um, so, yeah, these bottles definitely start a conversation. Winner, winner, winner across the board. Uh yeah. Oh, man, I love it. All right. So there it is. Uh, Gracetown whiskey finished in port wine barrels. Triple R rye whiskey finished in Zinfandel barrels. Right around 30 bu 35 bucks, 90 proof. Go out and grab a bottle of each. And if you hit it on the right day and their spirits direct and you buy two of them, you're probably going to get 10% off the two of them. Winner across the board. All right. Whew. All right, guys, I'm going to let you go and go enjoy your weekend. I will be back on Monday talking about an incredible day uh, that I get to spend in Boston, having some amazing food and hanging out and having just a fantastic conversation with Rob Samuels from Maker's Mark. So again, when you come back Monday to listen, pour yourself a glass of Maker's and be ready. It's going to be a fun one. If you're still listening and if you're preparing on being here on Monday, well, you know the drill. Uh, go to the podcast page, click that follow button, give it a five-star rating, share it out on your social media. Follow along on Facebook and Instagram uh, where you can leave comments and reviews about the podcast. You can also message me directly through both of those platforms. And for everything else, you can email me at thespiritsguide89 at gmail.com. Man, I am going to enjoy <laughs> sipping on the rest of this. Thank you guys so much for being here, and I'll talk to you again on Monday. Have a great weekend. Cheers.